Hello guys and welcome back to Chatterstorm. This is episode five. I'm here with Josh and Sam. Ooh. Hello. Hi. Hello. And I'm Sarah. Um, before we get started, as always, please follow us on Twitter if you like what we do. We are at ChatterstormPod. And for today's episode, now that Innistrad Midnight Hunt is fully spoiled, I tasked you guys with picking a few cards uh, for different formats that you thought mm-hmm. were the best or really fun or, you know, just ones that stood out to you. Uh, so, Josh, you did Pauper. Mm-hmm. I did. Sammy, I gave you Standard or Historic. Did mm-hmm. you pick one or both? Or um, I guess I went in with Standard, but yeah, like it, yeah, I went with Standard. You went with Standard? <laughs> yeah. And I went with Commander because it's the only one I know. Nice. Uh, who would like to go first? Oh, I don't know. Host, you pick. Mm, Josh. Okay. <laughs> well, um, this set for Pauper is... So there are some cool cards coming out for Pauper. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, a, a bad set, but there's no... like. Um, I don't think there's going to be any new strategies emerging. Mm-hmm. Because Pauper is an eternal format. Uh, it's not like standard where with every set you have brand new strategies mm-hmm. emerge. Yeah. Um, it takes a little bit more than that to sort of break through them into the meta for Pauper. Yeah. Uh, so there are a few really cool cards, and they're really just going to supplement new decks. Not ha- then there's no build arounds. There's no build around cards okay. in okay. this set for Pauper. I don't think. Uh, but there definitely are some cool tools. Uh, so some of the. I think stronger cards for uh, at common in this set, uh, and this might also be relevant for draft as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth noting. Although I guess perhaps some of these cards require a bit more support that might be more difficult in draft. But uh, one of them is Search Party Captain. So Search Party Captain is three and a white for a human soldier two two creature, and it reads: This spell costs one less to cast for each creature you attacked with this turn. When Search Party Captain enters the battlefield, draw a card. Mm. So this is really good because this is potentially a 2-mana 2-2 on turn 3 that draws you a card. Um, Which is really strong in Pauper. Mm -hmm. Pauper already sees uh, Dusk Legion Zealot being played, which is a 1 and a black for a 1-1 vampire, which draws you a card when it enters the battlefield and Mm. you lose one life. Um, And that's 2-mana. This, you could probably not get out on turn two because you'd need to attack with two creatures and have two mana Mm. maybe uh, there's a way but i'm not really sure uh but this is coming down on turn three and it's sort of it's just cantripping it's drawing you a card um and that's fairly strong that's fairly strong uh and of course in the late game it can go down to a if you have three creatures to attack with it can become a one mana two two which draws you a card yeah Mm -hmm. which is really solid yeah. So in Pauper, that's that's a pretty solid card. I don't know which strategy it would go in. Um, there's uh, the Boros uh, Monarch deck, mm-hmm. which is pretty high up in the meta. Um, this is obviously going to see play in more aggressive decks. I think that Red White is where this potentially sits mm-hmm. in the Pauper mm-hmm. meta, but not 100% sure. But it's just a solid uh, card for aggro and white weenie decks. Mm-hmm. Um, has also had a bit of a shake-up recently, hasn't it? Uh, it has. With the banned and restricted yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the meta is, I guess, currently being defined again. Um, people trying to figure out what's good. Because 
previously, uh, Jeskai Affinity, and I think it was a Team of Storm deck uh, that utilised Chatterstorm, or just a Storm. It, it was a Storm. Was deck. yeah, it was a Storm deck. Yeah, um, and I think that Is It Affinity has been really popular. Yeah, uh, and actually, that's been more popular, more successful than the Jeskai yes. version. So the um, the two cards that got banned were Chatterstorm, which is the name of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, which is the the two mana sorcery that creates a 1-1 one, one squirrel and has Storm, so it makes a crap ton of squirrels. <laughs> we're going to have to change the name again. Again? Oh, for God's sake, what now? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're, we are the banned podcast. We are... Oh, we're like, like pirate radio. Yeah, we're like this, because we're so powerful. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> we're, you know, we're Chatterstorm. And the other card that I, I remember actually predicting this would be banned... Yeah, you um, did. ...was Sojourner's Companion. Mm-hmm. Um... And it was it was difficult to predict because it was it was like is this card actually that powerful because it is just a strictly better mirror enforcer. It's a functional mm-hmm. reprint. It it yeah. yeah like the the reasoning for the banning was just that it was just made the deck way too consistent. Mm-hmm. Having four yeah. eight mirror enforcers, which were one of them was like just strictly better, was it just made it really efficient. Um, so yeah, it was a uh, it was good to see that go, mm-hmm. and I think it makes sense. And I think affinity is at back at the place where it's like a it can pop off or mm-hmm. not pop off kind of deck. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll probably see um, Jeskai Affinity become more popular now. Yeah. Because the Is It Affinity list was just so streamlined with eight, mm. seven drops that could be played for free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like just solid 4 fours coming down for, for absolutely no cost. Mm. Um, and it was super streamlined and that's why you ended up cutting it down to two colours. Yeah. Now, I think with less focused game plan um branching out into other colors to see what different colors can offer you is 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 where the decks tend to go so i think we're going to see more colors start to enter the affinity decks and then chatter storm as well the fact that it kind of pushed the storm deck which didn't really exist beforehand Mm -hmm. to the best deck in the meta that obviously meant it needed to go right Mm -hmm. it it created a deck which is you know a lot for one card yeah um so yeah that was going and they also considered banning galvanic relay which is another storm card Mm -hmm. but i think their reasoning for not banning it was to see if there is a place for the storm deck in the meta without being too op right so that's interesting and a a pretty good take Mm -hmm. i'd say um it is good to nourish a deck coming to life uh, instead of just banning it straight away, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good to see if they can nerf it instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was a good move on Wizards, and you know, pauper. We'll see what what the meta defines. We'll see yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. What were the other cards you had? Um, so another one, which I think is, I think this transcends pauper. To be honest, uh, it is a common, which is great. It's ardent elementalist, which is three and a red for a two-one human shaman. Uh, when Ardent Elementalist enters the battlefield, return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. So okay. this is a, uh, a red Archaeomancer. Archaeomancer is two blue blue for a 2-2, I think, human wizard. Mm-hmm. When it enters the battlefield, you return an instant or sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Archaeomancer sees play in legacy formats. Oh, okay. Um, Does it see play in Pauper, though? I'm not sure whether it... I think it. I, I don't, is it a common? Is Archaeomancer a common? I sure. think it is. I think it is. Because okay. um, I haven't. I haven't seen that card in. The, well, I can't. I can't think of off the, off the top of my head. No. So Archaeomancer is quite an iconic kind of combo piece. I would say. Yeah. More than like a strictly powerful card. Yeah, you and play it sees it play. Flicker, right? I play it in Flickr. Yeah. yeah. It sees play in a lot of commander decks. Um, it's it's similar to like Eternal Witness, where it's just one of those cards that's just a staple of Magic the Gathering. Okay, it was yeah. reprinted over the last year, and before that, it was quite expensive. 
Um, Ardent Elementalist is the same mana cost for the same effect, similar creature, um, but it's in red, mm. mm-hmm. which is really cool. It kind of gives another color access to this ability. Uh, it's four mana for a two one is not great, but don't underestimate being able to get back any instant or sorcery mm-hmm. uh, back to your hand. So th- I think this definitely could see play. I'm not sure where exactly, okay. uh, but uh, yeah, Ardent Elementalist is good. I-, I think it's a decent pauper card, and I-, I think it's a decent commander card as well. Yeah. What about limited? Do you think this would see play in limited? What would you What would you rate this? Hmm. I mean, a four mana two one. Yeah. That returns an instant sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. I have to say, without seeing, because uh, I haven't seen the rest of the set. Yeah. It's really hard to assess. I think having seen, well, you go first actually, just uh, just as a, as a face value opinion. Hmm. Uh, I think this is playable, definitely. Mm. Um, although it's just really fragile. Uh, mm. I don't know what the rest of the removal looks like in the set. This has one toughness. Yeah. Uh, and and so what I would what I'd be looking for to assess this card is does a two one trade well with a lot of the set? Yes. Um, and are there good instances of sorceries to get back that you are playing before turn four? Because if you can yeah. play this on turn four and get back a decent instant or sorcery, then I can I I think that's pretty good. Mm. Uh, but if you have to wait until turn five, five or six to get back anything that's actually worthwhile then you know that that changes things so mm, yeah. the two things i'd be looking at are are there good instance of sorceries that are converted mana cost three or less mm-hmm. in the set and does a two one trade well in the set okay mm-hmm. so that's pretty much exactly how you should evaluate it yeah and as having looked at the rest of the set i can i can confirm that this card sucks <laughs> um it's, it's a cool card but when you consider, for example, when you consider the werewolves, werewolves are definitely going to be a thing in limited mm-hmm. because they are well, they're really, really powerful for quite low cost because they'll be they'll be fairly low costed creatures. But when you turn it to night, they'll become quite powerful. You'll get a lot of mm-hmm. two mana three threes or three mana four fours and stuff like that. And that's why I think this card won't trade. It won't trade as well because you will get quite a lot of two mana three threes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite yeah. There's there's a lot of commons and uncommons that will quite easily outstat this card especially in what i'm assuming wells will be red green dominantly it will be red mm-hmm. green in the red green deck so you usually will find better cards than this to pick um in the colors red um but yeah essentially i think that this card doesn't provide enough value at four mana like there, there's like a five there's a five mana uncommon which is a five mana six five uh with yeah. ward one and that mm. that's like zero downside. Yeah. And then it flips into a werewolf, which is an eight seven with ward three. Yeah. So you're paying five mana and not playing spells for a turn, and you get an eight seven with ward three. Yeah. It's really really powerful. I think that's like one of the best cards in the in the set at mm-hmm. uncommon. Um. So yeah, like that that just goes to show the power level of the the wolves in this set and the the daybound nightbound mechanic. And because of that, I think this card won't be as powerful. It's not a big enough body to warrant it being a four mana play yeah. that just returns an instant or sorcery. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so that's my sort I of evaluation. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me. It does from the cards I have seen, it it seems like this is quite an aggressive and chunky set. Mm-hmm. Uh so a 2-1 is probably pretty feeble. Yeah. Um Okay, so moving on. Uh I wanna an, another card I want to point out, and I don't know whether this is really on other people's radars in Pauper. Mm-hmm. Uh it stands out to me because we have a deck in our playgroup that I think will actually okay. want this card. And that is Falcon Abomination. 
Oh, oh, the artwork for this one is amazing. Yeah. Have you seen the artwork for this card? Oh, it's no, really this is the first time I'm seeing it. So That's the, terrifying. Yeah, the, 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 art, the <laughs> artwork <laughs> is incredible. And the flavor text is really, really great as well. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's super gross. Yeah. I love it. So, <laughs> the flavor text is really... Sorry. The That's really got foul. me. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh, I love a pun. Good yeah, job, Yeah, the, the artwork is, uh, it, it depicts so a man being attacked by what looks like an abomination um, between uh, a, a man, like a zombie's head, stitched onto an owl. Uh, no, a, like a falcon. A chicken? A falcon, yeah. I guess. Falcon. Ooh, yeah, falcon the makes sense. The feet are uh, the, the creepiest thing for me. Yeah, it's got like chicken yeah, feet like, and... Oh, the talons. Gnarly. Yeah, so it's a, it's a three mana two one, uh, three mana two two <laughs> zombie bird. Jeez. Uh, and yet yeah, the uh, the flavor text reads the foulest of foul, Pretty and of good. course um, foul f o w l because mm. it's a bird. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. <laughs> I love the wordplay. I, I, yeah. I love I, Wizards does do a really good job. They of, are good with wordplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, what does a card do? It's a two-two with flying, and when it enters the battlefield, you create a two-two black zombie creature token with decay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I point this out because. Blue White Flyers in Pauper will play Avon Eternal, which is a three mana tutu with flying that amasses one when it enters the battlefield. Um, and so that's a, it makes a one one. This makes a tutu. However, that tutu can't block and get sacrificed at the end of combat after it attacks. Mm-hmm. So I would say this is probably more aggressive, whereas uh, Avon Eternal is the more defensive card. Uh, however, you you also have to consider that um, the Blue White Flyers deck runs Core Skyfisher and mm-hmm. Mist Raven, um, which can bounce cards back to your hand yeah. and bounce your opponent's cards back to the hand if, mm-hmm. if you want. And so, in a defensive scenario, you probably want to play Mist Raven and bounce one of your opponent's things. Yeah. In an offensive scenario where you're the aggressor. You probably want to play Miss Raven, bounce Falcon Abomination back to your hand, replay it, and get your two-two yeah. with Decayed. And so, I think potentially Falcon Abomination is the better choice than Avon Eternal in the deck because if you're playing a defensive deck, it's not neither is actually better than the other really i i think the, the difference is very very minuscule yeah. if you're playing an aggressive deck falcon abomination is better mm-hmm. and so i think it could see play in blue eye flyers um or a- any flyer strategies in paupers so that's that's pretty cool um i can't go over the head though yeah it's pretty creepy <laughs> the hair as well i think because I have blue white flyers, and I feel like just having this card on the um, battlefield will tilt people. So maybe, <laughs> maybe just for that reason. Yeah. Th- so that is a legit strategy. <laughs> I have played in tournaments against people who have had really tilting playmats. Um, oh, a playmat. Really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I-, I once played against a guy who had uh, fallen shinobi uh, on a playmat. Okay, that's not that bad. I think That's it's kind of cool. Quite kind of bad. Oh, yeah. I love the card, and it's super, super, like, it's really cool art. It's a zombie ninja hanging from a ledge, um, <laughs> mm. but he's just staring right up mm. at you. Oh, yeah. And I just found it really unnerving yeah, look, when I was playing. It's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I love that as a maybe, maybe I should get that one plane style <laughs> on the plane that. That would be. Oh, God, that, that would, would be so tilting. That would be tilting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I, I won't um I won't reference exactly what it is. I'll just keep it a mystery if anyone in the future plays me. <laughs> yeah. Plays my Akira deck, you might see it. <laughs> Um, okay, and finally, so I've talked about all creatures, but there are a few other cool cards in the set. There's some good graveyard synergy, there's some new blue card draw spells which are pretty legit. Mm -hmm. uh, like there's a one mana blue spell that lets you look at the top three cards of your library, put two in the graveyard and one back on top. So it's mm. not, yeah, not not super great, but it is really a, a consideration mm. for Gurmag Angler decks. Okay. Um, where you want to fill yeah. the graveyard more quickly, uh, and so uh, there's th there's some great options, some, some some cool new toys coming out with um, for Pauper. That reminds me as well. Sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. Delver of Secrets getting the reprint. Yeah. yeah. Finally, pick up the full playset, right? I have the full. Oh, playset. you have the full. Playset. Yeah, yeah. I know um, you struggled to get it. I you did struggle yeah, to get for a it. While yeah. You didn't so have it. it wasn't that it was too expensive a card, although it was pretty. It, was pretty expensive. Expensive. it just wasn't available. Yeah, I just right. couldn't find it yeah. anywhere. But yeah, with this reprint, I think this is much needed. Yeah. Um, however, it is objectively worse than Dragon's Rage Channeler. Um, DRC. Darcy. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame because I think Pauper is the only format where Wait, Dragon's Rage Channeler is, is a common? No, it's an uncommon. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. that card's insane. Um, so I think I think Pauper is the only format where Delver of Secrets is going to get played now because um, Dragon's Rage okay. Channeler is better. Yes, that's true. But it's not in standard, mind you. Dragon's Rage Challenger. Oh Challenger. yeah, Delver's going to be in standard. Good point. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be in standard. That's actually, uh, well, we'll carry on for now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. So final card. Uh, final card I want to bring up is Festival Crasher because this is a really good aggro card. Okay. Um, it's two mana for a one three. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Festival Crasher gets plus two, plus O oh, until end of turn. Okay. Um, so prowess is really strong, and this is mm. well. I don't know if it's as good as prowess because it's very likely to trade with something rather than just stomping through your opponent because it's not getting more toughness. But um, if you can play two or three spells, this becomes like a 7-3, a, a which, mm -hmm. yeah, can be really, really aggressive. Um, if you're able to play this and it's in red already, so you're playing burn spells, removing defenders, and then you can attack your opponent for a massive chunk of damage. Uh, so this, I think, is a really good aggressive card. I can see playing this in Commander as well. I might play around with it in my prowess deck. Because yeah. uh, it is a good aggressive card, um, and it like th that plus two adds up so quickly, as we've seen with Atog in Pauper. Mm -hmm. yeah. Plus two adds up so so quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, and now that Chatterstorm is banned, uh, potentially if Galvanic Relay is the best new Storm card, Galvanic Relay is red. Mm -hmm. So, does this fit in the Storm deck as a yeah. as a potential win con as a as an aggressing uh, as an aggressive kind of piece of the deck? So this card, um, I was just looking at now, it reminded me uh, of a card that I thought was either strictly better or strictly worse, um, which is Kiln Fiend, Kiln Fiend, Kiln Fiend, which is a common, and it's exactly the same card, but it's a 1-2, so this one's a 1-3, so mm -hmm. it's slightly better. Okay. Slightly better. <laughs> um, and there are, I looked in, there are pauper blue-red Kiln Fiend mm -hmm. decks, so I guess this is a strict upgrade from that. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, good shout. I actually forgot about the, the Kiln Fiend decks. But mm. yeah, this is a decent card. And I think it's going to see play in Pauper. I think there's some commander decks that might want it. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty cool to see. Cool. Mm. All right. Nice. Is that all of yours? Yeah, that's the few Pauper cards that yeah. I wanted to go over. There mm. are more. But yeah, nothing like Chatterstorm. 
nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing that we've seen that is going to have a deck built around it. In well, yeah, going mm-hmm. back to what you said at the start about Pauper being a fairly unfazed format, being an eternal format, what we what we can confirm and see that is that it's only going to get broken when there's Modern Horizon sets. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Because Modern Horizons are just so... I'd be most powerful set, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'd um, be most powerful sets. So, yeah. Chatterstorm, Sojourner's Companion, both MH2 cards. Yeah. Both got banned. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe something in Standard will warrant a ban soon. And I think but... um, before that, the big ban in Pauper was Arkham's Astrolabe, which was mm-hmm. a MH1 card. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, Modern, modern is quite the pushed... If they're making sets for modern, they're going to be very, very pushed and mm-hmm. powerful. So, all right, cool. So those are your your three cards. Yeah. Interesting picks. I like them. Thank you very much, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> your approval is noted. Yes. <laughs> okay. I will go next. Okay. Um, so I'm going to talk about some EDH cards, and as I did say to you guys before, but I will just let the audience know as well. These are all really good for my Taser deck, so I don't <laughs> know if that in like affected my decision i think they're really good cards for commander they just also happen to work really well in taser okay well, so let's, i let's may, have, have, a look. may yeah. have overlooked some stuff based on my own bias yeah black white bias <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> uh so the first one this one i think is just good for any commander deck in white mm-hmm. which is uh vanquish the horde yeah which is six white white for um, a sorcery that destroys all creatures, but it costs one less to cast for each creature on the battlefield. Yeah, that's strictly an EDH card, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a two-mana yeah. board white because there's always going to... I think there's always going to be six creatures on the battlefield at the point that you're looking to board white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a two-mana board wipe. Yeah. Which I think is what probably the best board wipe? One probably, of the best? yeah. One of the best. I think this uh, similar kind of effect to like Chain Reaction, which is... X damage each creature for each creature on the battlefield. Yeah, Have it, that 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 key text of creatures on the battlefield is mm-hmm. really powerful in EDH, obviously. Blasphemous um, act too. Yes, blasphemous act is like well. nine mana or something deals yeah. thirteen damage to yeah. each creature. So it could be like a one mana thirteen damage. Yes, which is yeah. mm-hmm. debatably could be worse than this because this is strictly destroys it's, creatures. Yeah, yeah. in a, in um, situation or circumstances, there could be creatures that are more yeah. than thirteen, and then it's yeah. not a board wipe. Yeah, would it be so... strong against things like the the Simic? Strixhaven deck, which we've seen, can make, <laughs> make a couple, 82, couple 82s, 82s, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 13 damage is nothing. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's probably the most powerful EDH card in this set, I would say. I think so. What's um, interesting about this card is that it's in the main set, mm-hmm. and um, the character pictured holding a sword glowing atop what looks like a to be a pile of bodies yeah. is Odric, as oh. in Odric Lunark Marshall. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and you can tell that from the flavor text, which yeah. reads, Odric took no joy in violence, but neither did he mourn for the twisted things he dispatched. All that mattered were the lives he had saved. I didn't know Odric so was um, in Innistrad. Is, I think, if you, I think the original card is, oh, is, is an Innistrad card. Oh, probably. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. I wonder but, how it ties into the story. Well, then, he yeah. has to be, because he's not a planeswalker. So he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He ain't going anywhere else. Yeah, he's not going anywhere else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wonder whether there'll be... Well, hold on, the whole set's out. Are there no, no other Odric cards? No, no. They're not. Huh. Okay, so Odric got a well, got a, bo- a, a, a powerful mention. board wipe, but no Odric card. Well, he could be in Crimson Vow. Right? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah perhaps we're, go- we're going back to Innistrad. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I wonder what role he has to play in the story. And um, I have been keeping up with that, by the way. Mm. So might might chat a little bit about later. Well, yeah. oh, we got some more lore for us. He's Sammy. the he's the board wipe of the vampire the, side. Yeah. That's his role in the he's story. He's the one that kills everything. Yeah, the werewolves yeah. start to win, and then the vampires like. Mm. 
Well, board wipe. The story would suggest <laughs> that it's not quite werewolves versus vampires this oh. time around. Mm. Yeah, vampires, pretty much nothing to do with the current story at the moment. Okay. Yeah. So is it werewolves versus other werewolves and witches? It's big werewolves people. versus everything else. Okay. So, the 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 TLDR of the story is Tovalar, who is the big bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the, the the TLDR is that he is him and his pack are super 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 strong in midnight right now in, in on Innistrad because of the the moon. Okay. The moon is for some reason doing crazy things. Emrakul's the like moon. Is it like a super moon? Super, is is that confirmed or is that yeah? Emrakul, oh, okay. No, Emrakul's the moon. moon. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh. So basically, his pack are going around, screwing with everyone, killing everyone, and so the coven. Arlen, who is also a pack leader of wolves, mm-hmm. uh, and Teferi and the Gates Watch, who have actually come to Innistrad as well. So Chandra, Kaya, mm-hmm. etc., uh, are all trying to be like Tovalar, just chill out a little bit, man. Okay. Um, so it's 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 werewolves versus werewolves, humans and others, I mm-hmm. guess. So super werewolves super versus werewolves, yeah. non-super werewolves and others. Yeah, but some of the okay. artwork in the set shows how ridiculously big these they werewolves are. They are massive, yeah. Yeah, they're like there's like a, they're like tree trunk size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, okay, so the next one is uh, called the Meat Hook Massacre. Oh, yes. oh yeah, this yeah. card looks great. This card's awesome. So it's X Black Black for a legendary enchantment that reads, when the Meat Hook Massacre enters the battlefield, each creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn. Whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent loses one life. Whenever a creature an opponent control dies, you gain one life. Obviously, really good in Taser. I think that's just a, a staple it's just a card, good, right? Yeah. Well, at minimum, it's a two mana enchantment because you mm-hmm. can just pay it and then. There's the two mana enchantment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I don't know if there's a word for the drain. Is, is it drain? Yeah, yeah, is yeah it I guess. A two yeah, mana drains for one. Drain yeah. enchantment. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Well, technically not a drain. Oh no, it's not te- technically no. two. Well, this is what effects. this is what I was I was trying to figure out a mana... word it could be. Life control. Death. I don't know. I was two trying to think of death something. Trigger. Yeah. Two mana static death trigger that will trigger one drain. I don't know. That's not quite sure. Is <laughs> it's it? not. That's not a word. Yeah. It's not that, snappy. That's pretty bad. But, <laughs> but yeah, it at minimum it's two mana, and then whenever a creature you control it, dies, it's playable in any kind of uh, archetype, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you wait, is it creatures you control that die? So whenever a creature you control oh, okay. dies, each opponent loses one life. Whenever a creature an opponent control dra- dies, you gain oh. one life. Oh, okay. So it's not quite drain then. No, yeah, which so is why, yeah. yeah. So it's a bit. That's um, interesting. <clears throat> but of course, it does trigger itself. Yeah. Uh, and this is a really good board wipe mm-hmm. because it gets around indestructible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a big deal because it gives minus X minus X. It's very efficient mm-hmm. as well, being two two like black black X. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's still no toxic deluge, mm. but mm. it is a very good card. Unfortunately, it is a mythic, and so it's probably yeah. still going to be really expensive. Yeah. Possibly, but that's yes. what proxying's for, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fact that it, the fact that it's not a sorcery board wipe or an instant board wipe, mm-hmm. the fact that it sticks around and has value after you board wipe, yeah, is for just for just what two mana, I would yeah. say. Um, yeah, because you're effectively paying the the X cost as the board wipe and the, the two the the two black mana yeah. for the the effect afterwards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a really versatile and and uh, yeah, that's a good commander card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely picking up for Taser. I think it could be a finisher in Taser because I have mm-hmm. I have life drain cards as well, which means if I board wiped everything, yeah, you could do a lot of damage. You guys would lose 
not double the life, but you'd lose more life. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of life. Two life per creature. No, but yes, two life per creature. But then I also have things that when I gain life, you lose life. That's what I, oh, that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. Finish. Pretty good cover yeah. taster. Um, I yeah. don't know if this will be a standard card because it's a legendary enchantment. Yeah. Mm. Although you don't really mind that. Like if you just use it as a board wipe, you just sacrifice one of them. There's potential for this card in standard, I think. But um, as far as board wipes are go for black, uh, we're losing eat to extinction. Yeah. Um, so you're right. We are losing quite a good few board wipes. The only the only notable one is. Uh, the five mana exile three two and one mana creatures that's um, um shadow's verdict verdict yeah yeah uh, so maybe this does see play but yes yeah, from what i can tell i'll go into this into my stand a bit later so we'll carry mm-hmm. on with your bit for now okay so and the last one is morbid opportunist okay can't remember that one uh it costs two and a black it's a creature human rogue one three and whenever one or more other creatures dies Draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. So it's not okay, yeah. amazing, amazing. It's definitely... I should have done it in the other order because it's kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. a bit of a... Done the good ones first. Yeah, well, I was just excited <laughs> to talk about them. Yeah. Um, but as Commander is a multiplayer format, mm-hmm. and it's when any creature dies, so we could play... Oh, right, with yeah, some, when any like, creature dies. You could attack Josh. He blocks... Creatures die. Yeah, you're drawing I get to draw one a card. card per turn. Yeah, so I could probably draw. I'm saying I because I am going to get it for taste. Probably, <laughs> uh, four cards each turn cycle, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, the yeah the potential is really high. Yes. Yeah. And then two cards per turn cycle with taste out. Yes. Wait, no, because yeah, it would be the ability if triggers your once, creatures right? die. Um, the ability triggers only once each turn. Yeah, so you're does right. Does that mean Taser won't? Because because she doubles the. I don't know. Yeah, no, but yeah she... Taysa makes it trigger again. So it just wouldn't trigger. So maybe it wouldn't. Have to judge. <laughs> judge. Have to ask that. Um, but even so, for potentially four cards a turn. Yeah. It's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. And I think it's you'll no, likely uh, get that. It's no. The Midnight Reaper. Midnight Reaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's no. Uh, what other cards? Draw cards. I don't know. Uh, Lots Grim of cards. Grim Harris. Grim Harris. Yeah. Yeah. All of which I have in Taser. <laughs> so I guess yeah, there's probably room for it, but yes, yeah, so it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. Um, what's the stats for it? A it's one three. One three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a three mana one three. Yeah. It's a human rogue though, um, so it could. I mean, it's got good types. Yeah. yeah. Human but... rogue. Humans are looking very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as as a tribe. So yeah. Okay. So those are your your three. Yes, and then cards. I did pick another one just because, like I said, after I picked the three cards, I realised I'd just picked cards that would go in Taser. <laughs> so, and you guys seem to be able to say this really well. Triskaidecaphile? Yep. Yeah? Tris, Triska, Tris, is it Triskaidecaphile? Triskaidecaphile. Triskaidecaphile, yeah. This is one of the first cards that got spoiled. Yeah, we we've, did actually we've already about spoken this. about this. Um, um, but yeah, one in the blue for a human wizard, one three, that gives you no maximum hand size. Mm-hmm. That's mainly why I picked it, because anything that that's means you don't... That's a good commander Yeah, that's effect, a good yeah. commander effect. Uh, it has, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly 13 cards in your hand, you win the game. Maybe that'll happen. Probably won't. Not a reason to pick the card, I, I don't think, think. Yeah, I think in commander, that has more... Well, obviously, that both of those effects have more of an impact in commander, yes. because having a maximum hand size in, in one-on-one formats isn't that important, no. because your games aren't going to be as, as mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. Um so in Commander, yeah, this makes a lot more sense. You know, going to be drawing a crap ton of cards. Yes. 
Um, yeah, because like in in as I said in one on one formats, if you're drawing that many cards, you're probably just winning the game anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no need to. Um, and yeah, the wing con as well. I think yeah, this is this is all pretty much upside. Yeah. I would say for this card in commander. And then you can pay um, three in a blue to draw a card. Yeah. Off of it as well. And, and, and mana sync as well. And that doesn't tap yeah. either, so you could do that as many times as you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is definitely like a combo piece. I would say, um, you know, it'd be a, a mana sync, a wing con, and. <laughs> Uh, the static effect is pretty. Yeah. yeah those are all, those are pretty yeah. all plugged it, into it's one just, card. It's just all upside for a two mana card. It's really really good. Is it a legendary? It's not. Uh, legendary. No, it's not. Okay. No commander there. Yeah, I tried to specifically not just pick cards that could be a commander because I felt like that was kind of cheating. Yeah, that's fair. That's so fair. I just tried to pick cards that would be good in the format. There are quite a few commanders. Yeah. Yeah. But that could maybe be a separate episode and we could, could just be. talk about the commanders. I tried to just pick cards that were good for the format yeah. rather than just going, hey, look at these cool legendary creatures. <laughs> Build a deck. Yeah, legendary creatures are pretty cool. They are. Cool. Yeah, so overall I would say this is a pretty cool set for commander um, in terms of the whole set. There's quite a few creatures and, and decks, you know, werewolves specifically, mm-hmm. planning to build those. Um, I need to look into it more before I build it because I'm not sure how many werewolves are supported. Um, but there is, there's quite a few. Yeah, anything... Any sets that are tribal, I think, are always good for Commander. Yes. I think you, well, I would say you're most likely to play a tribal deck in Commander, right? Yeah. Rather than other formats. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff coming from the set for Commander. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Exciting well, stuff. That's it from me, Sammy. All right. So. What have you got? I was tasked with picking cards for specifically standard and possibly historic. I mm-hmm. did mostly just go with standard, um, just because. That's probably going to be the more exciting one because of the rotation that's happening. Yes. Um, historic has hit quite a quite a power level at the moment. If you've seen some of the decks, the deck list for Historic, it's uh, it's turning very fastly into modern. I would say. Okay. Um, you don't play any cards more than two mana, yeah. basically. Oh, okay. Uh, Luris is taking over the format as it always has been mm-hmm. because you you play, basically play that for free if mm-hmm. all of your cards are worth less than two mana. Uh, so yeah, the, the historic format at the moment doesn't seem like it'll be phased by Innistrad. I don't know what Wizards have done to, to historic <laughs> over the last few months. I don't know what they're thinking. They've kind of basically said, like, historic isn't a arena only format, and because it's not being played in, like, tournaments and paper, they're like, let's just do whatever the hell we want with yeah. it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting to see what they're doing. It is basically their uh, experimental... Their experimental frenzy, we might say. <laughs> yeah. um, that's kind of what Historic's become. But, it's, you know, it's interesting to see what, what's going on there. Um, but, yeah, so the cards that I picked for Standard, um, the reasons I picked these cards specifically is because I, I picked them where I think the meta will be shaping. We okay. briefly spoke about this beforehand, but with the rotation, we are losing quite a lot of good lands. Mm-hmm. Um, we're losing quite a lot of multicolored card support. And we gained as well a lot of monocolored card support. Things like Faceless Haven and Snowlands. Yeah. Things like the the Adventures Forgotten Realms Rare Land Cycle, which was monocolored uh, Manlands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, I thought the cards that would impact the most on standard are going to be either cards that combat combat that strategy or that help that strategy mm-hmm. in terms of monocolored snow decks, pretty much. Because um, you basically you can play you can you can get away with playing a, a full Snowland deck without having any snow cards except for Faceless Haven because yeah. it's that good right now. Yeah. Um, so, with that in mind, the 
well, the, yeah, the first card that I picked out, and I think everyone might agree or is going to agree with this one, Infernal Grasp. Infernal Grasp is a two-mana instant. costs one in the black. It's one of the first cards we got spoiled for this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Destroy target creature, you lose two life. Yes. Insane card. Yeah. Really, really powerful removal. Strictly better than Heart- Heartless Act. Strictly better than, well, debatedly better than Heartless Act. Better than Doomblade. Better than Doomblade. Debatedly again. Um, <laughs> the, the two life, I don't think, in, in a format like Standard, um, I don't think will be too important. Although that being said, if it's going to be an aggressive format, um, maybe that two life does matter. Yeah, playing four Infernal Grasps in the first mm-hmm. few turns, losing eight life, Can that, could matter. Yeah. that um, could matter. But Gets in terms of... Multiples, this card. Yeah. In terms of control decks, if they are going to be a thing to combat the aggro decks... Uh, that do exist if you're going to be playing like removal based strategies uh, this is pretty solid this is going to be nice replacement for Heartless Act which is rotating because mm-hmm. um, the the most played deck was the ramp deck obviously the Sultai ramp deck and that obviously played Heartless Act Eliminate things like that which are both rotating so if there is some kind of ramp kind of mid-rangey deck mm-hmm. that will exist that will combat all of this crazy aggro that's coming out right now um, it's going to be playing Infernal Grasp I yeah. think so that was my first pick in terms of defining cards that I think will be sticking around for a while. And uh, very, yeah, very powerful card. The other one that I picked, I thought I'd go a bit more exciting because that was okay. quite an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moonvale Regent. If you guys would like to look that one up. I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are sleeping on this card. Um, I saw it and I was like, what the actual hell, this is a card. And the more I thought about this one... Uh, the more I thought it'd be really powerful. So I'm going to go ahead and read it out. It is Moonvale Regent is a four mana, uh, four mana value dragon, and it costs three and a red. It has flying. It is started as a four four. Whenever you cast a spell, you may discard your hand. If you do, draw a card for each of that spell's colors. When Moon Regent, Moonvale Regent dies, it deals X damage to any target where X is the number of colors among permanents you control. So the reason I picked this card out is because it's a bit of a... At first sight, you think, man, it's going to suck. Who wants to play multicolored decks? Shove this in mono red, and it's still really, really good. Because okay. you're... At four mana, you're playing out your your hand in mono red. You're playing out your deck. This becomes like an experimental frenzy mm-hmm. with a 4-4 four, four flying body. Uh, so first of all, a 4-4 four, four flying body is going to be very important against Goldspan Dragon, because that's also going to be taking over the format, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goldspan Dragon is, is the boogeyman of standard right now. This combats that quite nicely, because mm-hmm. um, it also has that death trigger, where in mono red it's only going to deal one damage, but that's still an upside. Yeah. If you're yeah. trading a Goldspan Dragon and dealing one damage, that's upside. Mm-hmm. Um, every time you cast a spell, you discard your hand and draw a card. So that, again, that every time you cast a spell, you draw a card in mono-red because you don't have a hand. Yeah. <laughs> Your hands don't yeah. exist in mono-red. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I, I thought this was insane, and I was, I was quite surprised that they printed this, and I think it's going to fit very, very nicely into standard. I actually, I, I was not convinced when you started talking, mm-hmm. but you are right, this does fit into mono-red. Mm-hmm. Mono-red is losing uh, Torbran in that four-drop yeah. slot as mm-hmm. well. And Embercleave. And it's, Embercleave. It's t- mono-red is, t- yeah. is, is losing quite a lot. Um, and I think Moonvale Region is a very, very nice four mana play that trades with God's Band Dragon. It mm-hmm. it has so much value, even if it doesn't trade with God's Band Dragon, mm-hmm. in that it's a four four flying beta, draws you cards. It has a death trigger, which is minor, but it's still yeah. something. It's mm-hmm. upside, and you can definitely have dumped your whole <clears throat> hand out by the time you by play time this four, card. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, so I, I really, really like this, and I think this will definitely be worth playing in aggressive strategies mm-hmm. in mono red. Okay. Um, what do you guys think of this card? I think that the way you've described it there actually does sound really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I don't think it's very good. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I do think that you're, you're right. People are probably sleeping on this card for mono red. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I didn't think about using it in a monocolored deck, mm-hmm. but it, that, that is That's pretty That's why powerful. I think it's an interesting one, because the ability of it being like the, the multicolored kind of theme, forget that. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one's playing a multicolored yeah. deck. Forget that and think, okay, how do we break this? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it will fit really, really nicely into standard because of its stats, its cost, and the ability that it has. Um, definitely going to see some play. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next card that I picked out is, <laughs> is another mono-red card, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it is powerful. I think I think there's... Mono-red might not even be a thing, but in terms of these cards in the future, if mono-red gets quite a few more cards, these will definitely be in the deck. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next card is Reckless Stormseeker. And I really, really like this card from mono-red as well. I think it will just be uh, a straight-up <laughs> powerful card. Sorry, I'm just laughing at the artwork. The artwork, yeah, the artwork's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, so, can I just read it on your phone yes, again? Yes, of course. Uh, Reckless Stormseeker is a three-mana value human werewolf. Uh, it costs two and a red for a two-three creature. At the beginning of combat on your turn, target creature you control gets plus one, plus zero, and haste until end of turn. And it has day bound, so mm-hmm. it has another side. So the front side, first of all, is really, really powerful. Uh, three mana for a three-three with haste. Yeah. By itself, because it's going to buff itself if you have no other creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and on future turns, you're giving the cards that you're spewing down haste. So your Moonvale region, if you play next turn, it comes in with haste and it's a five-four, mm-hmm. super powerful. Um, all of the all of the words on this card are really really strong, and they attribute to the strategy of mono red. So I think this will become like a mono red staple in standard. Uh, if we go over to the flip side, if we go ahead and transform it ooh, ooh. at night time, it becomes storm charge slasher, which is a three four. And at the beginning of combat on your turn, target creature you control gets plus two plus zero trample and haste. Okay, which is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be quite difficult for Mono Red to make it into nighttime. I That's think. what I was thinking. Yeah, um, but if you can, that is purely just going to be winning your games. Mm-hmm. Giving your creatures trample as well as plus two and haste. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Um, there is room for a Mono Red deck, I think, if you play like some kind of burn strategy where you're playing instant, so you don't play cards on your turn and you make it day uh, nighttime on their turn. Yeah. Uh, by not playing any cards on your turn, basically. But yeah, I think even the front side of this card is enough for it to be good enough uh, in standard. The three mana, three, three haste, or three mana, two, three, give other things haste. Yeah. I think it's going to be powerful enough. And yeah, I was quite excited to see. Uh, because yeah, Mono Red is losing quite a lot, as you mentioned. Torbran, Ember Cleave, I think... Uh, Anax is going too. Anax, yeah. Robber of the Rich yeah. as well. It's losing quite a lot yeah. since yeah. Fervent Champion. Quite a lot of, uh, yeah, Fervent Champion as mm-hmm. well. Good old Javier Dominguez. Pretty much the whole deck. <laughs> yeah, the whole deck is kind of going. But, you know, we saw a little bit in the standard 2022 yeah. Q, which is all of the, the rotated sets without Innistrad. Uh, we saw okay. mono red goblins become a bit of a thing, mm-hmm. so there is still a mono red mm-hmm. deck somewhere. There's always there's always there's mono always red. a mono red. Yeah, yeah so um, enough people always want to just be annoying. And that's the thing. Like even if mono red won't be a thing for this set, it will definitely get cards in the future for it to attribute mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. list. So now I'd like to drill on something Sarah just said. Yeah, we need that. What did you say? Annoying. Um, what, what do you mean annoying? <laughs> well, mono red. So I when I first played Arena. 
I built a mono red deck because I just knew that it would do pretty well. Because mm-hmm. it's just... It's yeah, just, it's, it's a cheap it, deck to build. Yeah. And it is, it is a strategy in itself. So I feel like mono red has defined annoying. its own strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I just had whatever cards Arena had given me. So mm-hmm. they weren't even the best cards in red. They were definitely not the best cards in yeah. red. And I still did all right. So do you think that people play mono red because it's the easiest deck to play? No. Do you think that people play mono red if they aren't very good <laughs> magic players? No, I didn't say any of those things. That's why I played on Arena. Ooh. So and so, are you an annoying magic player? I think I'm an annoying person, probably. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I just I thought I would say that before you or if maybe Sammy said it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I can't really argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We had to take a little break. Uh, I got a little bit overheated because yeah. I'm wearing a jumper I'm just like so a fool. So excited about magic. So passionate. Cards, yeah. yeah. About magic. Yeah. His heart I just got gave so worked his heart up. Gave yeah. out. Um, so we were talking about the Reckless Stormseeker card. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think monocolor strategies are going to be the way forward for standard post-rotation. Um, I think we've seen that a lot with the standard 2022 queue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, this card slots into the mono red if there's going to be a mono red deck. Yeah. So yeah, those were my top three picks for standard were the removal spell. Um, I forgot what the name was. Uh, Infernal <laughs> Grasp. Infernal Grasp. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Moonvel Region and Reckless Stormseeker. Okay. And I did obviously notice the this black, red, red. Right. Those are pretty lame cut. Co- not lame colors, but they're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty. Um, what? There's not a lot of diversity in that in those yeah. three. So I did pick a few honorable mentions. Okay. Um, one of them is Augur of Autumn. Uh, Augur of Autumn, if you'd like to bring up, I believe is a three mana witch. I think, yeah, I think I've seen this one. Or something. Have a look. Yep. Do you want me to read it? Oh, I can't. I'll read spell. it. I just, I just didn't get the card up for some reason. Augur of Autumn is a three mana human druid, and they cost one green green for a two three. And it reads You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may play lands from the top of your library, and it has Coven. As long as you control three or more creatures with different powers, you may cast creatures from the top of your library. Pretty, this pretty is pretty powerful. This is really, really good. Yeah. This is really powerful. I, uh, yeah. This, this is it's so much for one card to do. Mm-hmm. It's card advantage. It's well, actually, that's it. But it is, it is a lot <laughs> of card advantage. Yeah. For, yeah. For a three mana creature, um, I think there's a lot to consider with this card. The reason I put it in the honorable mentions list because I don't know how it will fit into standard. Yeah. But this would be really nice as part of the EDH one as well. I think this would become an EDH uh, staple almost. Absolutely. Um, Comparisons Mm -hmm. are things like Oracle of Moldiah, which costs four mana, but it lets you play an extra land per turn. Yeah. Uh, But that one doesn't let you play creatures. Mm -hmm. Corsair of Crufix, same mana cost for a 2-4. lets you just play lands and it gives you life. So this is probably just strictly better because you can eventually play creatures. Yeah. this one, I think, as a rare as well, is going to be quite pricey. I, yeah. I can see this mm. one being quite pricey. I think so. Um, yeah. Very powerful EDH card. Possibly finds a place in standard. Not sure if it will because we have Ranger class, which kind of takes over that slot at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this card. I thought it was a really, really yes. sweet yeah. little uh, sweet little gem in this set. Yeah. Sweet little gem. I, I agree. I think this is really good. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any plans to pick this card up, maybe, for any of your decks? I don't really think any of my decks play it. I mean, because... this is 100% going in Wind Grace. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just 
Yeah. But yeah, uh, green lands matter decks. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a great pickup for any of those decks. It could end up being a very pricey card. With mm. Rin and Seri, oh, it doesn't really fit with Yeah, Rin that's what I was thinking. I was like, is it good enough? But I don't I don't think it with, is. You've got you've got Realm Walker in there which have, kind of fills yes, the fills that fills slot, that slot, so. But also would get me a cat and a dog when it comes yeah. in. So yeah. Yes, strictly yeah, better. But yeah, I thought it was a really, really nifty card and uh, worthy of being an honourable mention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another honourable mention as well. Look at you. Again, I kind of these cards credit. aren't specifically for standard or historic. These are just really cool cards I thought we could talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, this one really caught my eye as well. Poppet Stitcher, and I think Josh, you'll you'll quite like this one. Um, so let me have a readout of Poppet Stitcher. It is a three mana value human wizard, and it's a two three and it costs two and a blue. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token with Decayed. It's really powerful off mm-hmm. the bat. Mm-hmm. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more creatures, creature tokens, sorry, you can transform Poppet Stitcher into Poppet Factory, mm-hmm. which is an artifact. So it comes from a creature to an artifact, which mm-hmm. has never heard of before, I don't yeah. think. Oh, okay. Um, all creature tokens you control lose abilities and have base power toughness 3-3, three, three. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may transform it back to the creature version. Yeah. Um, really, really powerful card, because making those 2-2 two, two zombies on instant and sorcery cast is a very powerful strategy in Spellslinger decks, mm-hmm. and maybe even Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the zombie tokens that it creates have the keyword decayed, so mm-hmm. the Poppet Factory side gets rid of that keyword, meaning yes. they just become straight-up 3-3s. Three, yeah. Really, really strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it works very well in red-blue decks mm-hmm. um, that are running things like Murmuring Mystic and uh, Young Pyromancer. Mm-hmm. Both of those cards create one ones, so those become three threes. They become three threes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is this is really powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have just taken apart my storm deck. Uh, have you? Yeah. Yeah, because it's prowess it's, deck. Uh, I turned it into prowess. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Where have you been? Um, because yeah. you guys kept whining about how powerful it was. Not that it's not pa- it is powerful, but it just wasn't <laughs> interactive. Yeah, oh, it's not interactive. Why don't you just play it by yourself, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I've taken that apart, and uh, but I do think that any spell slinger deck, um, mm. it's yeah, this is this is just a, a really solid card. Yeah, hmm. I really like the kind of story behind this card as well, like. This, the human wizard creating all these weird dolls and then yeah. there's a whole factory and it animates all of them and it's really creepy mm. and, and uh, a lot of the cards in Innistrad have had that have, they've amazingly hit that horrible mm-hmm. kind of folk folk horror I would say yeah they yeah. kind of pushed away from gothic horror I would say more towards folk horror yeah mm-hmm. which is really really cool mm-hmm. um, a nice little take on the set yeah there's a and, lot of uh, quite scary imagery yeah. in mm-hmm. this set like uh, Meat Hook Massacre, yeah. having just a hand, hand hanging the front, in the foreground. Yeah. The piping needle art as well. So have you seen that one? It's pretty gross. This sounds gross, and it's a, it's a reprint. The piping needles are very oftenly played. Iconic card. card piping yeah. needle. I think it's Pithing. Pithing? Yeah. Oh, crap. Maybe, maybe it is. Um, but the Innistrad reprint is... You probably need to type in Innistrad. It's Ooh. pretty what? awful. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 one's quite a. Oh, I'm looking at the if wrong you have one. a weak stomach, don't look at that one. The, the flavor text as well. Occasionally, a scarb remembers too much of its former life. Luckily, there's an easy cure. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, that's making me 
That's making my neck feel funny. Jittery. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty pretty funny though. Oh man, yeah, it's just hooks yeah, and skin. Just, yeah, not nice. I have a couple of other honourable mentions, but I'll leave it there for now because uh, we're getting close towards the end. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're hot and hungry. Pretty pretty damn starving. <laughs> so overall, I'm really excited for rotation specifically because mm-hmm. this set does come with rotation. Um, there's going to be a lot of shake up, a lot of new things popping out, new decks will be appearing, rogues will be going finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> What else is it? The ultimatum decks will be going. Ramp decks. Ugh. So, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, there's going to be a lot of fun uh, new things coming up. A lot of fun, fun things in Commander as well. Yes. Yeah. And uh, is there anything else you would like to say, Sarah? Um, um, no, I'm going to let you eat. Because your stomach's <laughs> making more noise than I do in the episodes. So yeah. uh, we will <laughs> cut it there. And we'll see you guys next week. Arena. Well, it must be out now, right? Or no, you no. know, you would no. know if it's out now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Not not. Sure. Oh crap! That means it's gonna come out this weekend on Arena, so we can't rinse it. <laughs> Damn it! Gonna have to go. Gonna have to go in fair and square. Yeah. Bullshit. Gonna oh. have to do research.